MLM Nation, episode 87. Go for no. Don't be afraid of rejection. When we get rid of the fear of rejection, we'll see how easy it is to attract people to us, to, to what we do. If you want to be successful, you just have to copy what MLM leaders do. Welcome to MLM Nation, presented by your host, Simon Chess. Where you'll learn strategies, secrets, and inspiring stories from today's top MLM income earners. MLM Nation, this is Simon Chen, and I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Jeff Al Gilbers. Jeff, are you ready to make it happen? Sure, sure, why not? <laughs> Jeff Al Gilbers has almost 40 years of MLM experience. He had little success when he got started, but today he's an MLM superstar. His organization extends to over 54 countries, and his team generates over $18 million in sales a month. He has a super incredible story. Jeff will share his turning point and when he decided to take network marketing seriously. You see, he had a great 10-year run in MLM, and then suddenly one day, his company went bankrupt. And that's when Jeff realized he had a false sense of security, and his personal finances were actually a disaster. He found himself dead broke. However, Jeff didn't give up on the MLM profession and stuck with it. And after he researched and found a good company, Jeff had to sell a used, beat-up junk truck just to get the funds to get started. It was a really difficult journey, but within 18 months, Jeff was earning enough to move into his dream home. Of all the things he's accomplished, Jeff is most proud. And MLM Nation, this is super incredible. Jeff has over 100 of his downline leaders earned more than $1 million in network marketing. So Jeff, I've given MLM Nation just a brief intro, but please share more about your background and how you came across network marketing. Well... My background is I, I, my education level only goes to high school. All my siblings, my two brothers, my sister were all uh, university uh, graduates, and I was considered the black sheep of the family uh, by my father. I was very much into music, playing with bands. I'm a drummer. I'm a songwriter. Matter of fact, on iTunes, I have three CDs under the artist's name of J Blue, the letter J Blue. Um, but um, that's something that's always been my passion. But but back then, um, it just never made sense to me. Most of the education system, they don't teach you how to get wealthy. They teach you how to get a job. And I just didn't like it. Now, I didn't know why I didn't like it. I just didn't like it. To me, I was very disillusioned when I um, was in high school. And I thought, what do you do with most of this education they give you you're not I'm not going to use this and um, so I just wasn't really sure what to do but what I did do was I started listening to uh, um, it was a company back then called Nightingale and Conat I don't know if you remember that Earl Nightingale Definitely. I, I remember re, uh, listening to his audio cassettes and I didn't know why I mean I just liked it I just liked what I was hearing the idea of dreaming big and and um, you know finding your dream and what you have to do to do it, the stories, everything, it appealed to me. At that time, I had a cleaning business. My wife used to ridicule me 
that that was my wife then. But she used to ridicule me and say, why are you listening to that? What good is that going to do to help you clean better? And I said, I don't know. It just makes me feel better. And that's what I did. You know, uh, I would just listen to those programs. And so I remember a man uh, back in 1978 saying to me, he said, uh, hey, I've got an opportunity I want to show you. And we didn't call it network marketing back then because, the, you know, the Internet wasn't uh, alive. We called it multi-level marketing. And so 1978, I signed up and became a distributor. And then I asked him, I said, what do you do? He said, you go out and you sell this. And I said, but it tastes terrible. <laughs> he said, you put, you put the aloe vera juice in, in like orange juice or something else and it'll taste better. But it's healthy. It's healthy. People will like it. I said, all right, fine. And then that's what I did. Back then, you know, we, we made deliveries like the uh, like uh, Domino's Pizza. So, And that was the only thing I understood about multilevel at the time. I didn't understand the concept of really building an organization. But it was a start. It was a start. But that was back in 1978. And then finally, uh, you know, what I've realized in my journey is that as technology changes the world, that changes how we do network marketing. So we always need to ask ourselves the question, how do we do network marketing today? How we did how I did it back in 1978 will not work today. How I did it in, in the 1980s or the 1990s will not work today. So it's constantly evolving. And to be a 21st century professional network marketer today, you've got to stay on top of your game. But back then, uh, again, I didn't understand. Eventually, I started understanding when I got involved in another company. Uh, I remember the uh, I, w- I was trained to how to do meetings, how to do presentations in front of groups of people, and then uh, how to build an organization. And so... Again, that was more of a still a direct sales company. Um, and then finally, I started evolving into later on more consumable products. And, and that's when in, I, I think that was the turning point. You know, they, they used to joke back then, say lotion, potions and pills, you know, like as if they're knocking companies that have those products. But the truth of the matter is, when you look at all the leading companies, that's just what they are. And I knew that, but uh, and but that was the turning point back then, and so I can remember <clears throat> at that time, um, I my my business I had like forty employees, and I had two major accounts that decided to save money, so they they let me they let my services go. So after ten years, all that was gone, and for the first time, I didn't have any uh, income coming in. The thing is, up to that point, I had always treated network marketing or multi-level marketing, as we called it back then, uh, uh, you know, just as a, a hobby. It was just something I liked to do. I was listening to the Nightingale Conant recordings. I liked it. I, I enjoyed it. It was a hobby, but it was not my profession. So I was the commitment level wasn't there. Now, when I lost my business... Then I started thinking seriously about my life. 
And then I thought, how in the world will I ever, ever get back on top? My credit is ruined. I can't even get money right now to start another business. And I don't want to do the one I was in. And I didn't want employees. So here I come from, a, like I said, in high school, I, I, I just didn't like the concept of getting an education, get a job. Why not employ yourself? And then now I was at that point in my life where I was like, I don't like employing myself this way. I don't want to be dependent on, on clients that can just say goodbye. And so, and at the same time, I got tired of hiring, firing people and having to get up at, out of bed at two, three in the morning because somebody didn't show up. So I, I started thinking about it. How will I ever get up back on top? I can't get any money uh, to start a business. And I started thinking, what am I doing? What am I what have I learned over these years? I've treated uh, multi-level marketing, MLM, as, as a hobby. But yet I've seen people earn $50,000 plus, more than that, a month. Personal friends of mine. And I thought, I've got to find a company that will, that will deliver exactly what I want. And then I've got to totally commit to this. So I went in search for a company. And... Finally, when I found uh, the right one at that time, uh, then and that was David Lizenby out of Salt Lake City, Utah. But at, but at that time, I can tell you that once I found the products uh, that I that I could, felt very passionate about promoting, I didn't have any money to get started, and so I didn't even have money for a, distrib- uh, a distributor kit. And then back then, I think there were thirty dollars, and. Matter of fact, I wrote a check for it, and I thought, well, I just hope I can get the money in the bank to cover it. Surely they won't come and repossess my distributor kit. But <laughs> <laughs> and so the thing finally, uh, you know, what happened with me? I sat on my porch one day, and and I said, what am I going to do? How am I going to get started? And I just started thinking negatively. I started thinking, you know, I'm broke. I'm broke. I'm broke. I'm broke. I'm broke. And finally, I heard this voice just shout out of my mind, shut up. We know you're broke. So let's do something about it. Hmm. And then I looked out and I saw the only thing that was left from my bankrupt company was a junk truck. The tire was flat. The motor didn't start. I kept the window rolled down for the neighborhood cat. So I tried to show God I'm trying to contribute something in life. And I said, that's it. I will sell that truck to the junkyard. So I called a man. He came out. He says, I'll give you $400. I said, take it. <laughs> and and so I took that $400 and I bought $200 for groceries because I didn't have any food. And then I, I had $200 now to get started with products. My sponsor um, knew I couldn't afford a phone bill, so at, he sent me a cell phone. I didn't get good reception where I was, so I would drive up in the hills of Tennessee in the farm country. I remember uh, opening a, 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 a pasture gate, where the, a cattle gate, and I drove my, my uh, SUV in there, closed the gate so the cows couldn't get out, <clears throat> put the notes on the hood, and I started making phone calls and making appointments. 
calling people and setting uh, meetings up and to meet with them. And then, of course, it, you know, the hygiene wasn't really great in that office. I had to watch where I walk when I talked. <laughs> and, um, and then, of course, then there was the sound of the animals. It was funny. But, um, but I remember I was behind on my, uh, my payment to the bank for that SUV, three months behind. I had not paid my utilities. I remember um, I, one day I got a knock at the door and a man said, sir, um, I'm here to turn off your electricity if you don't give me a check. And I said, oh, oh, yeah, sure, right. I tell you what, come out to my truck and I'll write you a check. My checkbook's in the truck. So we went out to the, my driveway and I looked and my truck was gone. The bank had come got it that morning. Wow. And I, looked at the, I looked at the man. I said, where's my truck? Where's my truck? I mean, it was here last night. And he looked at me and said, sir, you look like a man with problems. <laughs> and he cut off my electricity. And then there's an old man, Wally Wagner. He was in, he was in his eighties. He, uh, he would, he would follow me wherever I go, whatever company it is. He's just, he's an old engineer, retired engineer. And he just felt sorry for me. He gave me, uh, a, a car that looked like it had been in his family four generations. There was a little paint left on it, but it was something I could, uh, you know, drive, you know, of course, when I went out and promoted opportunity and success, I sort of parked it far from the, from the eye. Um, but I remember at that time, um, I, uh, I, one day I came home and it was a, it was a weekend and I had a hundred messages on my answering machine. And it was all my creditors wanting their money and all that. And um, a friend of mine said, uh, wow, 100 messages. What will you do? And I said, I'll show you. And I walked up and I unplugged the machine, plugged it back in. I said, wow, look at that. Went back to zero. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was just one of those things that if you don't develop a sense of humor, you're going to have to find a bridge. But, um, but I remember I was... Yeah, again, it was it was it was very hard, very hard. I re, I remember I had to do a meeting in Cincinnati, Ohio. At the time, I was living in Huntsville, Alabama, and so I decided to have the oil changed on the car before I went. And what happened was, after the man changed oil, he forgot to put the plug back. Oh! And so when I was driving down the interstate, I started thinking all these great things. All these great things, these positive things. And because uh, at that time I was listening to Anthony Robbins, Personal Power. I was listening to, uh, uh, just listening to it, the audio. And, and I was pumped up. I mean, every day I would listen to it and take notes. You know, the past doesn't equal the future. You can't live your life, you know, looking at the rearview mirror. You got to look out the windshield. You got to see your future. You know, I loved his message. It was so awesome. And, uh, and so I remember driving uh, on the interstate and when I was getting uh, on the other side of Nashville, Tennessee, um, I started thinking, you know, it, things are turning around. Things are getting good. I mean, my dream is I, I can see it now. It's starting to happen now. My, my team's starting to grow. And then in the meantime, I hear boom, boom, bang, bang, and that's the engine, and I'm off on the side of the road on the interstate with a dead car, 
and I jump out and I start thumbing, you know, trying to get a ride. A truck trucker picked me up. He dropped me off at the next exit. And all I could think about was I got to get to Cincinnati. <laughs> and then I called my father and I said, uh, dad, um, um, I need some help. Um, um, I, the guy who changed my oil, he didn't put the plug back. My car's dead. What am I going to do? I got to do a meeting tonight. And he said, I can remember what he said. Uh, uh, he said, son, I think it's about time you get a job. Mm. And he was a plant manager. He ran a factory. He came from, you know, traditional American thinking. Again, you get an education, you get a good job and put 40 years in it. And hopefully you have enough health to enjoy what's left. But Anyway, uh, he helped me out, um, and and I, I did make Cincinnati, but it, it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy those days. It, it was it was very very difficult, very challenging. I can remember though on Sundays I would go to what I call Dream Street, and that was a, a beautiful was where all the rich people live, where they had the old plantation homes uh, pre Civil War, you know. And just beautiful neighborhoods. And I would just park the car and just go for walks. And then I would walk down these beautiful, beautiful uh, uh, neighborhoods and just think to myself, I'd say, wow, look at that house. That's the way my house is going to be. Yep, it's going to look just like that. And that manicured lawn, it's going to be just like that. And those perennial gardens, those rose gardens, heck, I'm even going to have a gardener. And those cars, BMW, Mercedes, yep, yep, I'm going to have that too. It's all going to come together. And the truth was, I didn't have much money at all uh, at, at that time. And if the people knew what I was thinking, they probably would have had called the police and had me hauled off. But uh, the interesting thing is that within 18 months, I was moving into one of those houses in 18 months. That is really incredible, really inspiring. Yeah, and I tell people, you know, I don't say that to impress you, but to impress upon you what you can do, as Tony always said, Tony Robbins always said, if you live your life with passion, with the power of belief, and you really believe very strongly, because people buy you before they buy your opportunity. They buy you before they buy your product. And in and if and if you are the kind of leader, and people are looking for leaders, people are looking for guidance. People are looking for the right kind of mentors to guide them, to uh, to give them some direction, and and if they will follow you, if you if you burn, if your heart burns enough, they will follow you just out of curiosity, and that's leadership, and that was something that Tony really uh, he just put that right in my soul, and I think that was the turning point for my success, and so I never look back. I never look back, and even today. Sometimes I'll have dreams and I'll be doing a floor in a grocery store because I can remember when I was getting my network marketing business going, I would part time at nighttime. Sometimes I would uh, go out and work in a grocery store. You'd see me mopping a floor, you know, and if you went down there and you told me, Jeff, one day you're going to have an organization that's in 54 countries. You're going to be doing 18 million a month. You're going to travel the world. You're going to eventually meet a woman in Taiwan, and you're going to marry her, and you're going to have a son through her, and you're going to adopt her son. You know, I would look at you and say, you know what? There's a place for people like you. There's drug therapy. You you can get help. I mean, that's what, 
I mean, because it was such a, um, it was such an amazing uh, turning point in my life, you know, to, to experience that, to go from broke, to go from nothing. I tell people, when they say, oh, I don't have the money to get started, I said, so what is the problem? What's the problem? Because I sold a junk truck to get started. I didn't have money. I built I built a multi-million dollar business, became a multi-millionaire from a junk truck that I sold. And I started my business with $200. This is not about money. This is about your commitment to your dreams, your passion. And if you can't do it for you, look in the eyes of your children. And if you can't do it for them, well, then I don't need to be talking to you. But, um, I mean, that's how I feel about it. But you just shared a such an inspiring story. And I guess, what was the self-talk? I mean, most 99% of the people have just quit, right? I've gone through what you had it and you lost it and you were right. down or at the bottom. So what was going, how did you stay motivated? Was it, what was Nightingale, Conant, you know, audios you listened to that programmed you that kept you going? Like, what was the self-talk that was going behind you? Well, in the um, in the late seventies, like I said, I was listening to Earl Nightingale and Conat, and uh, Earl back then he just had a he had a baritone voice, <laughs> but he was very inspiring to me. Uh, we we're all programmed, uh, we all are from the time of our youth. You know, don't talk to strangers. Um, your parents might have told you that. Well, we're in network marketing. I mean, you have to get out of that um, uh, that that self-defeating thinking because you're going to have to talk to strangers or, um, you know, money is the root of all evil. Well, that's not correct. It's the love of money. If you read better translations. So there's a lot of programming that we have. And again, the programming that we have to get an education and go get a job. I teach my children differently. I teach them you need to be an entrepreneur. Now you don't have to be involved in network marketing like your father. You don't. You be you. Whoever you are, be you. But understand this. You don't have to get a job. And you don't have to depend on another individual for your financial freedom. But uh, but it, it, it took a transition because we all go through uh, downtimes. And I can remember um, that some of the companies that I had been in um, – you know they were they were badly ran companies either either the management didn't have the experience or the product wasn't strong enough or the compensation plan was too uh, unproven at the time there seemed to be something so it was always crash burn rebuild crash burn rebuild but i can remember before before i became uh, or experienced the success i did i can remember times i was thinking you know, maybe I'm not cut out for this. Maybe I'm just not, I don't, I don't have the personality for it. I'm not a presenter. I'm not a speaker. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's just not going to work out for me. I can remember thinking that, but there was that other side to me. that said, no, no, you've got to make this work. You've got to develop. You've got to become what you think you cannot become. You got to learn from people who did it, and I and I believe that because I remember uh, uh, early in my in in, the, in those days that I that I did have a belief that if you 
learn from successful people and you do what they do, you will get what they get. All you have to do is master what they do. So it's, and it makes sense to me because if you want to learn pro baseball, you don't go to people that are always striking out. You go to, you go to people that can hit home runs. Now they don't always hit home runs. Matter of fact, they strike out most of the time, but at least they hit some home runs. They're, they're good at what they do. They're on their game. And so that, that was, you know, and so what I did was when I started listening to Anthony Robbins, I started deprogramming my thinking and whatever image I saw of myself as a person who, you know, I, my company failed, I was broke. Like I said, when I was sitting on that porch and I was thinking, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. I had to smash that image. And then I, I had to start seeing myself as an achiever. And so I just programmed my mind with things that Anthony taught at the time. And it worked. It really worked. I started taking a more positive outlook. You know, it sort of reminds me of the boy. You might have heard this about the boy that he took a he took a bat and a ball and and he he says I'm gonna, I'm the greatest hitter in, in baseball and he throw the ball up and swing at the ball and he missed. He did that a second time, a third time, he missed, and he smiled and said, "Wow, I'm the greatest pitcher in baseball." Wow, I like that. I love that analogy. And that was sort of like me. That was my transition. I started seeing myself differently. And, um, you know, and, and uh, of course, now you've got uh, some other questions I, that you you messaged me. And uh, I don't mean to. Uh, yeah, was, no, no, no worries. You, you, it's been awesome sharing. I actually want to ask you something. Like you said, during your worst point, that's when you start taking that marketing seriously. You made it more of a commitment before it was a hobby. Like, give me an example. <laughs> Like, what extra commitment? How did you really treat it like a profession? What was the difference? Well, one thing is I had the time to dedicate to it because I didn't have anything to distract me. That helped. But the other thing is I started, again, listening and being mentored by Anthony Robbins. And I had some others, too. Um, you know, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Dale Carnegie. You know, that's the Bible of Relationships. Um, to understand people, I, I needed to become a people person. That was very important. Um, and then um, the importance of um, getting out and getting on the road. I can remember I I, uh, I would set up appointments. I started doing meetings, and I had a I don't know if you remember that car that the Chrysler had back then called Horizon. It, there, there, <laughs> it looked like a small little. <laughs> uh, that's a long time ago oh it was a long time ago it was such a tiny little car it had a big back window and so i always put the compensation plan there it covered the whole entire back window. <laughs> so i went down the interstate everybody was reading the compensation plan <laughs> and so matter of fact when i got to canada and i was going through uh, um uh through uh immigration there whatever they call that border um the man looked at the the back of my car and says, what's that? I said, oh, that's a compensation plan. He said, pull over. <laughs> he says, you get that and get your things, and I want you to come in here. And then so I went in to the uh, uh, into his office, and he says, I want you to explain that. And I said, you want me to explain this? <laughs> I said, okay. 
So I set up the compensation plan. I said, here's where you start. You come in at the bottom here. And then I started explaining. And then I explained how you get to the very top. And I said, and when you get to the very top, this is what you, this is the kind of income you can be looking at. I said, now, are you ready to sign up and get started? And he looked at me and said, you can go. Go on, get out of here. <laughs> That's awesome. That's just- <laughs> but I stayed on the road. I remember I stayed on the road for a whole month. Getting back to your question, what did I do different? I, I set up meetings, and I had my uh, those leaders set up meetings with other friends. So I went from state to state. Uh, I spent a lot of time in the state of Maine, and that was a that was a just a beautiful state along the coast there. And I was doing meetings in homes, trailers, churches, schools. I would go drive up into Canada. Got to Montreal, couldn't read any of the signs. I called the leader on the phone. I said, just give me the exit number or something. I can't read any of these signs. It's all French. <laughs> I remember doing a meeting there, then driving down in the Nova, Nova Scotia on over into Prince Edward Island. It was just a, a beautiful experience. I got to meet a lot of wonderful people and, uh, and, and just see that, that kind of country. It's just wonderful. Well, those were great memories. I just, I'll never forget it. Mm. Never forget it. It was, it was such a um, great experience. But I think the other thing too is um, uh, one thing I honed in on, and that is developing uh, the people in my team. I'm a big believer in that, that you got, you have to work through your leaders to find your leaders. And the people that you're presently working with may not be the people that you'll be working with later. Whoever you start with may not be the people you finish with. Finish in the sense that you've uh, you finally have reached a, a point of a success that that you know you've always wanted to reach. So, working through my leaders was was probably one of my biggest strengths. And most, and probably one of the best kept secrets in this industry. Most people will fail to do that. Yeah, I love talking to people like you who have so much experience in your stories. And I think you brought up a really good point. It's just like technology changes the world, and technology changes network marketing. Yes. And I want you to go back and clarify something. You said you had at one point you had employees. Was that part of your uh, network marketing business? You had employees, or was no, that no, a separate that was business? My, that, was my, that was my cleaning business. I see. So you still had your cleaning. So you did it part time for a long time, and then basically the cleaning business went out, and your network yeah. marketing business went out at the same time. Well, what happened? Well, I was I was in a company at the same time when I lost my uh, cleaning business, and but again, I didn't take that. I didn't take it seriously. It was a hobby. I liked doing presentations, and uh, I was learning. I was learning. I enjoyed it, and I had you know money coming in from it. But uh, but I wasn't taking it s- seriously. Hmm. It was it wasn't my profession, so it was a hobby. But but when I lost that business, I said no no no. Now you're ready. You need to get serious. Of course, I was in um, a different company back then, uh, and then I realized I needed to find a company that had had highly consumable products. And so that's when I went in search, and that's when that journey began. I see. Now, you've had almost four decades of experience. Um, what's the one thing, and you've seen so many changes, what's the one thing that excites you most about network marketing now? What excites me is it's easier now than it ever was. 
I mean, think about it. Back in the uh, when I got started, we didn't have the World Wide Web. We didn't have cell phones. We uh, we distribution was a real issue. You know, like UPS, FedEx, forget it. I mean, so that we had to uh, we had to inventory products. It was very much uh, a direct sales business back then. Not so much of uh, you know building a network. I always say sell the franchise, not the burger. I go back to the McDonald's story, you know, and that's where the money was. And I always, you know, I changed my thinking from, you know, going from selling the product to you sell the business, you sell the franchise. Then you're going to sell a lot of products if you do that. And um, and so it was just a change of thinking. But back then it was so different. But again, things change. Eventually, I remember getting my first cell phone. It was like a walkie-talkie. I mean, I would sit it on a on a on a table at a restaurant, and I would just smile and say, "Yep, that's mine." I could talk to the leaders on a cell phone. <laughs> that was a big change because I usually had to go use a payphone booth, or I had to go home to make uh, phone calls. And that was a big change. Then we had fax machines. We didn't have to mail in applications anymore. We can fax them in. I remember uh, when I went into uh, my final company <laughs> um, that I've been with 17 years. Uh, I remember that uh, when I got started, uh, the first 90 days, we put in over 800 people. Again, technology was changing because now, instead of going out doing presentations, we were doing conference calls. Instead of mailing applications, we were faxing them in. And then, uh, and then we had uh, what we call hotlines, information hotline. Maybe it's about a pro- it was In this case, it was about our product. And so it was really simple. You know, I give someone the hotline. I do an immediate follow-up with that person. And then I would say, okay, how do you see yourself? Using the product or can you use extra money? I didn't ask them if they wanted to join or if they wanted to buy. I only gave them a choice. Use the, you see yourself using the product or can you use extra money? Generally, they always said use extra money. And, then, and I taught my leaders to do the same. We kept it very simple. We didn't complicate the process. And in not complicating the process, we put in 800 people, and that got us off to some fast momentum. I always believe that the principles never change, just the tools. The principles never change, just the tools. Because today I would never do it the way I did it back then because it wouldn't work. It wouldn't work. Why? Because technology has changed society. That has changed how we do network marketing. Baby boomers have a struggle with that. I'm talking about baby boomers who have been in network marketing. I'm a baby boomer. Okay. So, and I look at a lot of my, um, um, my peers, uh, people that I've been with in this industry, they have not made the transition over. Even in my company, I look at, at some of the leaders that are not in my line, but they're in other lines. Even my upline, they have not made the transition. And what happens is then they flounder. They don't know where to go with this. Now then, of course, what people do at that point, they try to stay busy. Doing this, what, what we say is a definition of insanity. Remember that, Simon? Yeah, doing the same thing over and over again. And what? Expecting things to be different. <laughs> that's right. And, and, and we say that and they say that, but then that's exactly what they do. So they want to 
try to do the way we did network marketing 20 years ago. It doesn't work. And this is why this is important because you have Generation Y, you have these young people. That's going to be our future residual income. It's not going to come from the baby boomers. They're going to die off. They're going to die off. So that means you've got to be able to have a system that a Generation Y can understand or Generation X. They're a little older, but that they can understand and that they can relate to. And I tell my leaders, I said, it's not that they don't want to join you. It's not that they don't want to come to your, uh, uh, you know, well, they don't want to come to your meetings in this in many cases because they, 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 they don't have the time. Time is not the way it is. 20 years ago, we had more time. Today, we don't. People are very possessive of time. Also, the way we receive information, the way we communicate has changed. I tell anybody, go to Starbucks, go to anywhere, any restaurant. What are people doing? You didn't see them doing this a few years ago, but what are they doing now? Everybody's looking at their smartphones. If you can't get your system or your presentation to that phone in an effective way, you're out. You're not going to be in this business. You're going to wonder why your business isn't growing, why you're not making money, why people aren't, you know, like I said, the other leaders I was talking about, why they're not coming to your meetings. There's a reason why they're not coming to your meetings. They don't want to come to your meeting. They don't want to do. They like getting together. I'm not not saying that people are anti-relational. They're not. They like to get together maybe at a ball field, on a beach, somewhere, having fun, but at the same time, they want to they 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 do want to make money so you got to bring it together and then we have to understand how that generation thinks and and then so i focused a lot of my time when i when i was overseas for about 6 years i lived out of my suitcase and i worked 10 different uh, asian countries and i i made guam the island of guam my base and uh, and that was it i said you know what i'm not going to i'm not going to you asked me earlier and i guess i I, I, could, I could have thrown this in about what, what, what changed. Uh, I, I was highly committed. And I was also highly committed to getting this done. Getting this done means five years, you bust it, and then that's it. You'll, you'll create so much momentum out of that, it'll last you the rest of your life. And that's exactly what I did. And so I lived out of a suitcase going around and my leaders would would call me and say, hey, will you meet with somebody in the Philippines? Will you meet with somebody in Singapore? Will you meet with somebody in Seoul, Korea? And I said, absolutely. Use me. Use me. Abuse me. I don't care. Let's do it. You know, yeah, sure. They weren't going, but I was going for it. But still, I was a benefactor. And so what happened was after doing that, when I came back to the United States, I started looking at the way, um, uh, way a lot of leaders were doing network marketing. And I shook my head. I said, they're still doing that here? <laughs> hmm. They're still doing that. Traditional uh, MLM. Hmm. Okay. We'll see how far that gets you. And then I started seeking out people who are in the know. And I'm talking about people that uh, I'm, I'm, I don't have a lot of expertise in certain areas. And I know that. So I, I would seek out people who do. And I'd say, what kind of systems are are are, are doing well today? Um, what what are they doing? Um, what kind of tools would you use? 
what about, uh, you know, I've seen a lot of people in the past and, and, you know, other companies, they want to get rich off books and things like that. I'm not critical of that, but I see, I see, um, it, that, um, a couple of problems with it. And that is, uh, it just creates slow growth. And, uh, well, the other thing is I, I just, I just don't want to do it that way. So I believe in that you must have a back office, uh, for your team. You must have an ebook. And if you are the leader, then you should know how to write that book. And that's what I did. When I came back from uh, being overseas, gone six years, I said, I'm going to write a 10 step uh, ebook on how you do this business. I may, I highly illustrated it, all the pages, everything it's free. What's great about that is if I recruit or somebody in my organization recruits somebody out of uh, Mumbai, India or Calcutta, India or out in uh, London, England, they can instantly uh, be enrolled in the system, go right to their back office, set up their website, that's free, their lead capture page that we design so that they can, um, you know, what we used to call cold marketing, now we call it, uh, I guess, just just, just networking uh, with people. Um, and then they, you have the tools in the back, the education system, the audio library, the video library, where they get their training, you have the ebook back there where they where they know exactly what they do. Uh, I also have a quick guide to success, and uh, that's just bullets. You know what you need to do to hit the ground running. The idea is to get that person ready within a few days, and then teaching them how to send out a link to somebody, either either message it out, email it out, and do the thirty minute follow uh, a follow up call again. Principles never change, just the tools. We create speed. We create momentum. And that's what I told people, you know, uh, when you, I, you know, I asked some of the leaders before, when, before I started getting really passionate about uh, having online systems and tools. I'd say when you bring a leader in, or, or rather when you enroll somebody, how long does it take before that person actually becomes a leader? A leader in the sense that we, what we understand that to be. Somebody who's producing, growing a team, things like that. And the answer was anywhere to one to two years. And I said, one to two years? You don't have one to two years. Hmm. What are you talking about? What? But that's the, that's the reality of it with a lot of companies. And I'm like, no, not one. You, one to two months, okay. And that's, that's the problem with it. So we got to move people along. And again, if we're going to pass the torch to the next generation that we're going to get our residual income from, we better make sure that we have tools that they can get excited about, that they like, that they can relate to. That's so important if they're going to, you know, join us, get passionate about it. And I've had a lot of people reach out to me from Europe, um, from South America, of course, North America, different parts of the world. And that's They'd say, hey, 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 you know, we hear that, you know, uh, you you have these tools, you have the system, because we're trying, uh, you know, the way we've been taught, but it's not working. People don't want to do it this way. And I would laugh and say, well, listen, I understand. I do. So don't worry about it. And I never, I never critical of, you know, of uh, somebody doing it the old way. That's fine. And And sometimes we have to do it that way. Uh, for example, when I go to the Philippines, believe me, we're going to be doing old traditional network marketing. 
And that's true in some other countries where people are not as online. But for societies, affluent societies that are online, people that are online every day, they're constantly connected. Those people, the way they do business, the way they think, the way they receive information and want to give out information, it's totally different. And, and, and our system have, has to address that. It, and, and it's good. Thank God for it. Thank hey, God. Jeff, you mentioned the ebook that you read. Is that available to the public? No, not yet. Not yet. It, okay. I will, I will. I'll probably do that later. I've been thinking about that. Oh, I think you have a wealth of knowledge. I mean, you'll be a bestseller. All- I mean, the stuff that you shared is incredible. Well, it comes from a lot of frustration. One thing that bothers me, Simon, nothing bothers me more than to hear a, a leader say, I'm trying it, but it's not working. Hmm. Now, that bothers me when I start hearing that because I'm, immediately I start thinking, uh, not working. Well, it worked for me. It's working for some of my other team. So then, you know, so one thing I tell people, I say, listen, it's like it's like any product. I don't care what you promote, whatever you're passionate about. Having that product, let's say if it's a health product, okay, having that product doesn't make you healthy. Using that product makes you healthy. Having a system does not make you successful. Using the system makes you successful. So, again, understand that people have changed, society has changed. We have to transition from old traditional network marketing to how we do it today as a 21st century professional. And then understand that once you have that system, you have to follow that system. You know, there's no magic to it. You know, just having it doesn't make you successful. I stress that with uh, all my leaders. And uh, one I just talked to the other day, I, I, you know, she's had it for months and now she's finally reading the ebook. I laughed at her. I said, okay, when do you want to get on with your life? <laughs> Come on, read the book. Come on, it's not that hard. Just do it. You know, and the book's not that long either. I Believe me, it's not that long. Hey Jeff, you've been awesome, but we gotta. Uh, you've been so so awesome. Thank you for your valuable time. We gotta uh, kind of end the show, but some really quick questions. And you can yeah. just give one one word answer, one a couple word answers. You can yeah, make yeah, them really yeah. short. Okay, we just want to pick your brain a little bit. So, what's one of your favorite success quotes that's motivated you? By Napoleon Bonaparte, success is not final. What's <laughs> that's I love that. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Communicating. Okay. What, Communicating with my leaders. What's the best piece of advice you ever received? Go for no. Don't be afraid of rejection. I was told by my sponsor, go out for a hundred no's, Jeff. When you do that, by the time you get to the last one, you'll be a very rich man. Hmm. So when someone would tell me no, I'd smile and I'd say, Thank you. <laughs> And then they would say, what? And, 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 and the funny thing is then in most cases, they want to know more about what I'm doing. When we get rid of the fear of rejection, we'll see how easy it is to attract people to us, to, to what we do. What's your favorite prospecting tool you use? So you, I know you mentioned systems. If someone's interested right now, today, what do you do? Do you send them an online video? Do you send yeah, them a yeah, webinar? I, I have a 10-minute presentation that talks about the industry, um, talks about network marketing, and then, uh, then, then our system, what we use. 
and then how you how you uh, you can become very successful. We do it all in ten minutes. So I can message the link, email the link. That's how what I teach all my leaders to do. You do not have to use a model where you prospect and uh, where you have to meet with somebody to prospect and sponsor. That's ridiculous. You know, we we should be able to do this for, from our homes in our pajamas. It's just that simple. Email or message the link. Do the thirty minute follow up and be in front of your computer and enroll them. Hopefully, the company that you're with makes it that easy where you can just enroll them online. What's one of your favorite apps? Or do you have an online resource, like a Dropbox, Evernote, that you could recommend to our listeners? No, I don't. You know, I'm not as, I, you know, I, I need to get a little better, I guess, in that area, but I, I, I really don't have a, a favorite app. No problem. Uh, what's one book you could recommend to ML Nation? Oh, there's so many good ones, aren't there? Um, you know, the I, I, I guess I'll say, you know, in, to thank Anthony Robbins, I'd say personal power. <laughs> awesome. And ML Nation, I know you love audio. So you can, if you haven't already, you can get an amazing free audiobook at MLMNationBook.com. That is MLMNationBook.com. Got it. Jeff, here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? <laughs> Go for it. (laughs) Before we go to the million-dollar question, ML Nation, I know you want to grow your business, and I know you want to earn more income. So that's why I want to share with you something that will instantly help your business and increase your income. You already know the importance of sponsoring. And if you can't sponsor, the fact is you simply won't earn any real income in network marketing. Sponsoring is so important, and that's why I'm inviting you to a free training that will change your business forever. I want you to check out my free sponsoring workshop webinar where you're going to learn how to invite more prospects, overcome the objections, and sponsor more distributors. You can register for this free training at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Again, that's sponsoringworkshop.com. If you like these podcasts, these podcasts for ML Nation and these trainings, you'll find this free webinar even more helpful. This is the train that helped me earn over a million dollars in MLM and giving me the residual income so I can be a stay-at-home dad my kids and also have the time to give back and produce these MLM Nation podcast episodes for you. This is the train, the skills that help me become successful in network marketing, and you're going to learn this at this free sponsoring workshop webinar. So some, here's some of the things you will learn and get. You're going to get the first step you must take before you even talk to your contact list. You're going to discover the three type of prospects and how you must talk to them differently. Because not all prospects are the same. They're different. You also get my proven cold market scripts that will help you convert strangers into prospects. These are the things that help me. I mean, I didn't sponsor 200 people in a year, but I sponsored over 80-something people in one year. How would your business grow if you sponsored 80 people in a year? You also learn how to get prospects to overcome the objections. So listen to your presentations. You know, an MLM objection, how to, you know, I don't have any money. So you're going to discover, you're going to learn all those things. And also, the best part is you get my famous six-figure close. So you can sign up prospects. And this is the same script, why it's a six-figure close. Because I used it to sign up one of my party friends. This guy was a party animal. And I used that six-figure close. And he joined, and now he's a diamond director and earns me a six-figure passive income just from one person. And so you'll get the same six-figure close on this free webinar. So anyway, enough of what you learned. What you really need to do now is register right now or write this website down. It's at www.sponsoringworkshop.com. Okay, sponsoringworkshop.com. 
this free webinar is offered three different days. That's the cool part. This is three different days at four different times. So you can so that anyone around the world, because I know ML Nation, you guys are global, you can listen to it. And even better, if you don't have the patience, you want it immediately, there's an option. If you go to sponsoringworkshop.com, there's an option to watch it now immediately. So you can watch it right now and learn. So start learning the skills that help me build a million-dollar ML business and go to sponsoringworkshop.com. So I look forward to seeing the training. So now you know about something that's going to help you. I have to share that with you. Let's go back to the show and to the million-dollar question. The million-dollar question. Imagine you had to start all over again. You had all your almost 40 years of knowledge, skills, and wisdom, but you knew no one. So you had no contacts. You didn't know I have a friend, no one on your phone, no Facebook friends. So what would be the first thing you would do to find prospects and build an MLM business from scratch? You would certainly have to uh, meet people online. I, again, if I didn't know anybody, then I would definitely master the web. One thing that's important, again, it comes down to leadership. They buy you before they buy your opportunity. So you need to, you have to brand yourself. It's very important to brand yourself. Spend some time. Put a, um, a, um, a nice presentation about yourself. Make sure you have a YouTube channel. Make sure you have a very good website about your leadership, about your company, whatever that company is. And if you have the resources to create a system, you show them that you're a professional and you have all that in place. And that's what I would do today. And now we used to years ago, if you'd asked me that uh, same question uh, 30 years ago, I'd say, uh, Simon, you can put me in a parachute, drop me off anywhere you want. Wherever I land, I will build my way all the way back home. I would go into a restaurant where they got those fish bowls where everybody put their cards, and I walk in and say, hey, I'll pay for the meal. Give me the cards, and I'll start making phone calls, and I'll start meeting people. But today, again, principles don't change. The tools do. So today I would do it on the web. As we wrap up, do you have any last words of advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect and contact you? Well, um, they can message me through Facebook. They can go to my website, which is www.go to, that's the number two, go to platinum.com. Awesome. And any last words or advice? Probably the advice I would give uh, um, anybody that's maybe been in a company. Well, don't compare yourself to other people. Do not do that. You'll, ne- you'll, you'll be discouraged, and it's never motivating when you do that. Compare yourself to yourself. Look at how much you've changed. The books that you're reading, I went through that process, how your thinking is changing. So much has changed about you. You need to appreciate that. A lot of times we don't. We really don't. We can be very hard on ourselves. We need to learn how to love ourselves and be kind to ourselves. Now, not too kind. In other words, we've got to have a certain amount of discipline where we make those calls, we make those appointments, we're, we're, we show that we are absolutely committed, not to, our, to just our success, but to our team. It's very important to help your people because that's what it's all about. It's always about your team. So if we, we, if we do that, you know, uh, and, and not compare ourselves to others, but compare ourselves to our, where, where we were a year ago, where we, where we are now, appreciate that, and then understand that things are going to happen if we stay committed to our dreams. But we have to watch what we think. 
and we have to watch what we're being influenced by. Make sure you have the right friends around you that are going to encourage you. Make, don't read the news. There's no, you're never going to get any good news out of the news. It's Most of it's negative out there. It's not very positive. That's not going to help you in your career. It will not. So, you know, make sure that the information you're feeding your mind, your heart, is, is something good and positive every day. Every day do that. ML Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you've been hanging out with Jeff L. Gilbert. So keep up the momentum and go to mlnation.net and type in Jeff at the search bar and the show notes. And all the great nuggets of wisdom, the books that Jeff talked about will be right there. And Jeff's contact info, definitely get in touch with him. He is really, really awesome. Just check out the way he brands himself. In order to be successful in network marketing, you must help others. So, Jeff, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you, and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much, Jeff, and God bless you. Thank you. ML Nation, let's do a really quick recap review. That's an awesome show by Jeff L. Gibbers. You know, go make sure you go thank him. Go to mlnation.net, type in Jeff, J-E-F-F, Al Gibbers. Actually, you don't even need to spell his last name. Just put in Jeff will pop right up. You know, some really big aha moments. I'm going to make this real quick. Number one, the, you know, the power of self-development, right? Jeff had his traditional business, but the thing that got him going was self-development. He, he was listening to Nighting to Gail Koenig, and even though his ex-wife that time said, oh, the, you know, why are you listening to... Uh, or these, you need to learn how to clean better. You don't have to make money. But you know the key to success, a lot of times the main skill that's going to help you become successful is your mindset. Because you grow your mind, you learn how to think differently, you see things differently, and that's what Jeff did. And ultimately that led to uh, him discovering network marketing. So I want to emphasize that. I think a lot of distributors, they, when they approach me, they're asking for help. What's the secret? What should I say? What, what's this? What's that? You know if you know all the skills, you have you know exactly what to say, but you don't have it up there, and that's, which is the second point, the visualization, the belief, the mindset, and your self-talk, what you're saying to yourself, all that stuff, the skills, right, all that stuff is not going to work. And you probably know already what you need to do. Most of you probably know what you need to say. Uh, some of it, there is some skills involved, but it's the mindset and the continuous self-development that's important. And you know the saying, five years from now, you're determined by the people. Where you're going to be five years from now is determined by the books and places, the books, the audios you listen to, the people you meet, and the places you go to. And as you enrich your mind, you start, you see things differently. And things that used to be like a mystery, things that are problems, all of a sudden you see the solutions. So always invest and grow your mind. Another lesson is, you know, if you think things are bad, oh my gosh, I mean, I was listening to Jeff's story, it's incredible what, you know, he had gone through, uh, he basically lost everything, you know, people about to repossess his car. The thing, yay, I know things are bad, but we have no excuses, someone probably had it way worse than you did, right? Um, this is a, and that's another thing about leadership, never criticize, complain, or condemn, never talk about your problems, because if you talk about your problems, all of a sudden the mindset, you're shifting, you start blaming everything else. Right, you start just you know complaining this and that, but the solutions inside, you know, it's like a chess game, or a chess game is a good, like a puzzle, right? You see it, but if you actually stand up and look look at the game from another angle, it may look totally different, and the solution could be right there, right? And that's why some people can solve the problem really easily, some people can't. Because a lot of times you you're too close to the situation. It's good to take a step back, or you know, it could be a person, someone that you your 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 accountability partner can give you. The solution, or it could be reading a book and you start seeing things differently, or you listen to ML Nation. All of a sudden, your approach to your problem could be different. So, it's really about your perspective, and your mind, and 
So just very inspiring from Jeff. Just make sure you reach out to him, mlmnation.net, type in Jeff, and his contact info will be right there. And the, the third thing is commitment. You know, he grew up, if you guys should research a little bit more about Jeff, he's growing a huge business uh, in Asia, and it's commitment. A lot of times people say, you know, actually, I have coaching members ask me they want to go to new markets and stuff like that. I'll tell you, if you want to grow out to new markets, you really have to make that commitment. It's a really a long-term commitment. And Jeff basically lived there for a couple years. You know, when I built my business out in Malaysia, Singapore, and the Philippines, uh, I didn't live there, but I basically had an apartment there for two years. And I'll go back there for three three weeks, go back home for a month, month and a half, and go back there for another two, three weeks, then go back. And actually, in the Philippines, I went back like 10 times in, in a span of like a year and a half. If you want to do new markets, that's... That's what you have to do. At the minimum, do what I did. You know, and if you could, you could be like Jeff, go move out there. He lived in Guam for like four, five, five years. Go out there, so he could that was a good base, so he could easily go to Korea. He could easily go to Hong Kong. Go out there and support. And that's the really, if you want to make it big internationally. Like, of course, you can do it internationally, but if you want to make it big, that's the way you, you have to do it. You really have to make a commitment. And Jeff has made a really uh, short-term commitment, but now he's got everything he wants. So, And the last thing is visualization. Always see yourself where you're going to be. Again, that goes back to the problem. Stop criticizing complaining about your problems. Visualize. All leaders have vision. And even when he was poor and broke, he had no money. Actually, this is term. He was broke, but he's not poor because his mindset was wealthy. But it's just the current situation, he was broke, but he was wealthy, right? He had a wealthy mindset, just the situation was broke. He visualized himself living in those houses with rose garden, nice lawns, and then, you know, it's the law of attraction. We always act according to our self-image. Whatever image you have yourself, if you don't think you're a good talker, you don't think you're, you know, you're very motivated, you don't think you can prospect well, then that's what you're going to get. But he always saw himself where he's going to end up, and then... He was kind of like a subconscious mind. He learned the skills. He did what it took to get there. So power visualization. Uh, you should have a dream board. If you don't have a dream board, go out there and make sure you make one or have it on digital minds on my Evernote. I use that all the time. Every morning, I look at it at least once. I look at it once in the morning and also a couple of times throughout the day. So make sure you do that. So anyway, awesome episode. If you like these shows, make sure you subscribe and rate and review on iTunes and Stitcher. Subscribe, rate, and review. And also, share with your friends. That's the best compliment this business about giving. Share your upline, downline, cross lines. If you have someone who's really down right now, maybe this is the perfect episode to share them. Hey, this is a guy who lost almost everything, but the only way he got, got bounced back was through network marketing. So again, thanks everyone. Thanks Jeff for awesome, very motivating uh, show. And also, it reminds us the power of visualization, the power of our mind. And and MLM Nation, I thank you for listening. And remember, win the profession to help others. So go out there and have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all. Thank you so much for joining us today on MLM Nation. Head over to MLMNation.net for full recaps of every show, our training articles, and helpful resources. Your MLM success is waiting for you. So prepare to take off.